This is the Business on Top podcast with Shane Chernoff, VJ Patel, and Ben Siegel. This is a special edition of the Business on Top podcast. Um, we had some thoughts this morning. We had a conversation in the Business on Top thread, which I think we should probably, like, every now and then post some, like, screenshots of what we text about to uh the instagram account you can follow us at 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 business on top pod um for more info but you know we were talking about this morning uh a couple of ideas about how to fix baseball and thought we could probably make a a good uh mini teaser podcast out of this um i know this was something that i had thought about for a while because you know you see the empty stadiums and uh, as we probably try to recover from covid and have uh, put people back in stadiums. You know, my concern goes to like the younger generation who tends to gravitate toward football and and basketball now. My question is, how do we get young people more interested in baseball again? Um, and the problem is, uh, the solution. A lot of people uh, who are traditionalists and enjoy uh, the game as it is are are probably not going to like it. Um, I was curious, like. I mean, have you guys thought about this? It's something I think about all the time, but then again, I'm kind of a psychopath, so. Um, I mean, I think baseball, obviously the easy answer would be to market their star athletes better. Mike Trout, first one comes to mind. I know we... But he's boring. Like, that's the problem. Yeah, like, well, he's not exciting. I know we briefly he's touched on it. He's excited on the field, but not off. I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But, no, you're you know. good. We briefly touched on it in a previous episode, but I think they need to do more of the mic'd up in-game. I think the mic'd up in-game, especially from baseball, where the announcers can talk to the players live in-game and kind of get their live reactions. I think that's a good thing for the game. Um, I do like the interviews from the dugout. Um, I, and I enjoy it in spring training where they have them mic'd up actually while they're actually out in the field. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I think they need more mic'd up out in the field. Even during the regular season, I think that'd be uh, really cool. Uh, fans would be able to just get an inside look at what's going through a player's mind in game. And I don't think any of the sports do it, not only do it, but can possibly do it. Basketball definitely can't do it. Football definitely can't do it. Baseball is really the only sport where an athlete can kind of talk in between plays in the middle or, of the game. You know, yeah. in the middle right. of the game. So I think baseball needs to capitalize on that and, and do that. I think that would help grow the game. And yeah, no, I, and I enjoy that too. Um, you know, I think my favorite one is what was it? Mookie Betts Mookie going Betts, to the corner. Yeah. I'm not getting this yeah. one, boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, we're gonna play a game called Look This Up. Um, look it up on on YouTube if you can. Mookie Betts mic'd up during spring training. There's a ball that goes in the right field corner. He knows he's not gonna cut it off, so he tells the ESPN announcers who are interviewing him. I'm not. Don't think I'm getting this one, boys. It's yeah. always it's always fun to hear those. Like, like, because I always wonder like, what are the players saying during you know big plays or. Um, even on the field when they're when they make a good play or after a good play or whatever it is like talking to their own teammates or whatever it is I you, think it's you know who does those. like a very good job of doing that believe it or not nfl films yes like, if you follow nfl films the, on instagram up. yeah they they do a, such a good job of getting everybody mic'd and i i don't know maybe if it's just me um and i'll ask you guys I like. I don't want to hear the players talk about the game. I want to hear them have like random conversations. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's better that way. I think it's also cut off there too because the people that are mic'd up are 
they they know beforehand that they're mic'd up so it's like kind of like they're constricted to saying certain things i don't even think they're that restricted because i think the players association would probably protect them from having anything that would probably be detrimental getting Uh, out that's also true too so so i mean there's definitely a level a level of protection there but uh i you know i think that's one thing you can do to make the game more interesting um you know, my my thoughts were... Sour strips? <laughs> yeah, you need a sour strip break? Yeah. Max, send Just us some sour strips. Bridge the gap between our Taco on, Bell order. Yeah, next. <laughs> yeah, our DoorDash order has been placed. We just finished up episode seven. What do you, uh, what'd you what do we order? I yeah. had a shredded chicken burrito, oh, no, and I had a... No, I'm too kidding. Lot, I'm finished. And, uh, and a crunchy taco. Nice. I, I, I didn't try to reinvent the wheel. Go with the stuff that works. Stick with, uh, stick with the stuff you so know. So, Shane, you mentioned banning the shift. Yes, I did, and that was actually one of the, the fe- uh, a couple of ideas that I had. Um, I, I want to start with uh, – we'll get there. I did want to start with um, a, one of a little bit less radical idea, one that actually has been implemented throughout the uh, regular season this year, uh, which is in the National League, the universal designated hitter. Uh, I've always thought that this was a good idea. I've never understood why uh, in one league you have designated hitter and in, in others you don't. Um, the only downside of it is it, you know, it technically makes a manager's job easy, quote unquote, easier. They don't really have to worry about like double switches, um, playing with arms, conserving arms, um, and taking uh, a pitcher out to uh, put a hitter in in his place. It just never made sense to me that a pitcher would have to be in the lineup and hit, and a lot of the time, some of these guys are almost automatic outs. Mm -hmm. It just didn't make sense. It has never made sense to me that way. And there are plenty of guys that would be considered, you know, a very suitable bat in the lineup that you can you can plug in um, and and make your team better offensively. And I think that's what people want to see. They want to see hitting and scoring and. you know, they also want to see good pitching, too, but at the same time, they want to see the pitchers pitch. They don't want to see them hit. Yeah. No, I I agree. They showed a stat at the beginning of the year. It's obviously the shortened season. Both leagues had the DH, and I think hitters were hitting. They might have hit, I don't know. It was in the 100s. It's probably like 125. So a hitter's getting a hit, or a pitcher's getting a hit, one in every 10 at-bats, roughly. You know, yeah, they're no, almost they, automatic they're outs. Hitters, they're pitchers. They're, they're either guaranteed out they're bunting the run over it's just boring to watch yeah people can argue you know it adds strategy into the game because you could do double switches you know it affects when you take your pitcher out based on when he's batting in the current inning and the next inning but to go back to your point how baseball wants to build the game people want to see hitting people want to see home runs people want to see run score people you don't want your... to see an automatic out like, yeah I, I understand that you know when the reds were playing in 1865 like the pitchers <laughs> had to hit yeah but back then apparently it was like eight strikes for a walk yeah and you <laughs> and then even b- a little bit before that you were on la- allowed um apparently an unlimited uh, amount of pitches well also I mean like think about it back then i mean their pitchers were maybe not like exactly like Babe Ruth, but they had pitchers that who probably could rake. I mean, oh, look yeah. at, like obviously Babe Ruth is one example, but you got to assume that back in the day, pitchers weren't groomed to only pitch coming and up from high com- school as pitch kids. Pitch complete games every yeah. single game. Yeah, Otherwise, they, you're a yeah. pansy. Yeah, they had, they had rubber arms back then. So you know all those pitchers were natural hitters growing up, right? They played baseball. They probably played a bunch of positions. So 
They yeah. played baseball. Yeah. They worked in steel mills. Yeah, you know, they went to war. They worked they four different back. jobs. <laughs> they threw a complete game. They went back to war. They came back. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's amazing how far the game has come. But at the same time, like there's still an argument for the pitcher to be put into the game. I would I would argue that the greatest pitcher hitting moment has already happened. It was Bartolo oh, Colon yeah. hitting the home run in San Diego into the left field corner uh, off of. Do you, do you remember who it was off of? No. I mean, it was the Padres. Big uh, game, James Shields. Mm. He served up a meatball, and I remember, as a Mets fan, I know that as soon as they signed up, <laughs> I saw that just that mighty swing, and I said, if there was just a pitch that just got in the way, that swing path. Because <laughs> I remember there were a couple of close calls. There were some close calls where he sent it like down the line, or there would just be either a deep double or like a deep fly ball to, down the line that he could do it, and just God by happenstance. I mean that that that's how you know that like baseball is such a great game. That, Absolutely. Uh, I think the baseball gods were smiling that day, and they're like, you know what? Let's give everybody something good to watch. That's that's the positive of having a pitcher hit, right? So it's, like, but something it, like it, that. But that's very it literally rare. Cannot that's, get any better. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, like name once in a name lifetime. a pitcher who you'd rather see hit a home run than Bartolo Colon. I don't think you could do it. Dontrell Willis. I mean, he already did. He <laughs> hit. Bunch, I think he hit yeah. two in a game against the Mets. I think he hit two off in Jose, a game. Jose Lima, R.I.P. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we lost that game by so many runs. Oh my. So. God. <laughs> so what? Oh, what Shea Stadium. Oh. What else do we have memories. for making baseball better? I think. Maybe even. You got something. I, I, I know we were we were uh, talking about this. Uh, earlier in the, you, uh, we can like talk about the shift. You, you want to talk about the shift? Well, the shift is not. I, to me, it's not making baseball better. But mm-hmm. I, I believe in the shift. So, I'm a big data guy, like data analysis and yeah. um, analytics. Yes. So, from a player's perspective, you want to win the game. Sure. So you want to put your team in the best position to win. Okay. Right. Okay. You're talking about from, from a fan, and making baseball more exciting position. To ban oh, the yeah. shift, right? Yeah, look, I'm all about fun. Here's the thing. This fun is fun a... Fun guy. <laughs> Kawhi <laughs> over here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, baseball is a spectator sport. Right. People go to watch the game because they want to be entertained. Um, the fact that but players want to win, players are still going to want to win no matter what the rules are. Absolutely. So, here's my thing. One of the best feelings is... And then I you miss it because you get um, players hitting into shift all the time. Is the base hit up the middle? You know, a, a solid piece of hitting usually. But if you're shifting your shortstop over or shifting your second baseman over uh, to play the middle of the field, uh, you know you don't you get deprived of that, and the fans get deprived of that. Uh, and it and it just it doesn't make it make it fun um, to see somebody. Hitting it directly in the shift and and pretty much giving up and out. And I get that that's good strategy, and I get that that's like you know what we've done when we put more information and more data into the game. But that's God, that's not what the fans want to see. Um, I think it should be something like football, where you need to put your players in formation, and if they uh, try to shift over, the umpires can penalize teams. With some kind of illegal formation penalty. Maybe the first time you charge him a ball. Maybe the second time you charge him two. Maybe the third time you put him you put him on on put a runner on first base. I don't really know what the solution is. All I know is I think that if you eliminate the shift, you kind of generate a little bit more offense. And um, in conjunction with uh, a couple of my next two ideas, 
uh, I think this is something that would make the game a lot better. Or how about, as a hitter, just get better? <laughs> it just. I mean, don't you want to teach like younger kids that are growing up to play the game uh, to be able to hit on all sides of the field? You you do want them. To, I mean, you're, that's to learn really to your hit. job all year is to learn how to like to hit. So why not learn how to hit oppo if you're a pole hitter? You know, like but it's not even your whole a, life. Even a pole just, hitter, like they always teach you, like you know, swing even, hit a line drive. Line drive up the middle should be like super easy. But if you have somebody that's playing right behind second base, you know, it it it's tough to beat that. And you know, I think a lot of a lot of the best hitters. Hitters that we enjoyed growing up watching, and hitters that we we idolized. You know, Griffey was a pull hitter. I mean, how Very many balanced. how many of our favorite hitters hit to all fields? A lot of them were just like dead pull guys, and uh, you well, know they, they didn't employ the shit. Yeah, I'm different because like like Derek Jeter was my idol, and I feel like he was one of those guys that could hit on any side of the field. And that's I mean maybe I'm biased because he I'm was one just of those... the king of the the inside out base hit. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, but he could he literally could hit anywhere in the field too. Like he didn't only hit oppo. I mean like he was known for that. But I mean, but remember the shift pull... the shift early in, on his career when he become a rookie in 1995. First year, first year 95 96. Yeah. So you know his first year in the game they weren't employing the shift probably until 11 12. So you saw like a lot of the time. I wonder how many times if they had employed, um, if there was a Jeter shift, how many Jeter base hits. The guy got 3,000 hits. I wonder how many of those he would have been deprived of. <laughs> there was a Jeter if shift? Imp- I'm just saying if there was. Oh, yeah. Couldn't yeah. you argue, though, that these hitters are professionals and the, the best hitters in the world? So if they're being shifted against, right, and, and you're being shifted, so you essentially have more than likely from second to third base open or second to first, depending on what side of the, you know, Base, what, yeah. Yeah, what, the what side you're field, hitting from, yeah. left to right. So as a professional hitter, you should either be able to swing a little late to go oppo. That's my point. Or, or, or the flip point, like, right, you have you have a whole half of the field to get a hit. Like, you don't even have to hit it hard. You could just, like... Oh, yeah. understood. I mean, I, I get your bump. point, but I think you're talking about this, again, from, uh, like, a gamesmanship Players. standpoint, a strategy standpoint, versus... Uh, a fun standpoint uh, you know i i think baseball was was its most fun when pitchers were pitching to contact um when hitters were getting base hits up the middle and that weren't being denied uh by shifts and there weren't so many it wasn't just strikeouts and home runs it was singles it was uh infield hits it was just there was there was just more action as opposed to uh pitching back and forth the ball was being put in play more and i think one thing uh, that you could change the game, and this is this is my big one. Um, and you guys, I, you know, I'm glad you're you're sitting down. Um, I want four. Oh, I go. want four strikes. Oh, I want four strikes in baseball. Oh, and and I'll explain to you why. With four strikes in baseball, number one, we've seen the strikeout rate rise exponentially in the past couple of years. Uh, we see these like all or nothing hitters and like your, your prototypical example is a Joey Gallo where he's either going to strike out or he's going to hit a home run. The guy hits, you know, maybe like right at the Mendoza line, um, doesn't really have anything other than extra base hits, like a double (laughs) or a home run. Um, I'm kind of sick of that. What I want to see is more pitchers pitching to contact. Um, I was talking with my boss today, Braves fan. He remembers Glavin, Maddox, uh, Smoltz. Those were guys that 
they did get strikeouts every now and then, but they also pitched to contact uh, a lot. And, you know, another great pitcher who I mentioned hitting, Bartolo Colon. He was a great pitcher who, who pitched to contact. Uh, if you have four strikes, you're not only making uh, strikeouts less of a part of the game. And if you do that, you need to do this with a pitch clock, right? Because realistically, the concern is if you make four strikes, the games are going to go on a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This incentivizes your pitchers to stay around the strike zone a little bit longer, pitch to contact, and if you do it with a pitch clock, um, you probably will actually save time because pitchers will, uh, instead of trying to be going for the strikeout, throwing like breaking balls, nibbling around the corners, they're going to go right after the hitters and throw like decent enough pitches in the strike zone where the hitters are going to be incentivized to uh, put the ball in play. So I'm thinking... So then get rid of the foul ball at, at that point then. Um, no, the foul ball can stay where it is. It's, no. it's one, can't, can't two, both th- three, and then you can foul, you can foul off a couple or, or limit the amount of foul balls then. Uh, we, we could, we, we could, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Devil's advocate. I mean, uh, it sounds like you're blame or not blaming. Um, you want to change from a hitter's perspective, but I mean, if you want to go all the way back, you can blame it on college recruiting because kids are being recruited now for who's thro- who throws the hardest right like if you, if you could throw 90 uh, yeah 90 plus right that that's what scouts are looking for who throws the hardest who who has a a repeatable delivery that can that doesn't need much change that could take them to the big leagues so, somebody and somebody that's durable enough to do yeah that but of you know you, you get a guy who's throwing hard he's going to be striking you're looking for strikeouts strikeouts is is really what people are looking at. So you're, you're kind of eliminating the pitchers at, in high school, even at the college level, that pitch to contact. They don't have the flashy strikeout stats. They may not have the flashy. I, I'm not sure I agree with that because if you are – Guys making... getting drafted in the first round of, of the MLB draft are I – would, I would argue that one zero to one throw less than will go 92 that top out of 92 your first round your first oh, round all, pitchers are are, are throwing gas yeah but, but that's what scouts are looking at they're looking for for guys who can strike guys out doesn't matter how many pitches you throw they're looking for guys who throw fast strike guys out they don't care about contact right so i think that d um that, that makes it so guys are brought up that you know you're you're trying to strike guys out you're not trying to pitch to contact you're not trying to kind of Throw change-ups and throw some soft stuff to get soft contact. I think guys see at a young level they got to throw hard, they got to strike guys out, and that causes. Well, I think I, I mean, and and the idea behind this is to kind of bring like more savvy um, contact pitchers into the game. Because think about it, if you're a strikeout pitcher, think about how many more pitches you would have to throw to. Right. No. No. Uh, no. Yeah, I yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I agree with the kind of. I mean, look at a guy like Kyle Hendricks on the Cubs. Right. He he tops out at eighty eight, mm-hmm. eighty seven. Yeah. But I mean, smart smart dude. Like knows where he pitches. He, has good control. In the past couple of years, he's been a Cy Young candidate. He throws in in the low threes. Right. He, he pitches the contact, and he shows that it still works even even in uh today's day and age. But he he's an outlier, and most of the guys, you know, you got a guy like Glass now or Garrett Cole tonight who's throwing. 98-99, they're, they're in there to strike guys out. They're not in there right. for soft contact. Right. So. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I As much as I appreciate as much as much I appreciate good pitching, as much as I like to see a 10 or 11 strikeout game, 
I think like most people want to see like a pop fly or somebody. Yeah, you know, I like sw- yeah. swinging and putting the ball in play and like watching actually someone field it as opposed to you know the occasional strikeout is nice. Don't get me wrong, but like you know I I don't want to be the guy that tells you to look up old box scores from like the eighties <laughs> and nineties, but just well, I don't know like the I feel like the game played differently. I watched you know during the pandemic there was so much just like old baseball on you like watch like a Marlins Indians World Series game from ninety seven. It just you know, it wasn't quite, it wasn't quite uh, what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, what about just uh, reducing the number of games in a season? Oh, I've always been. I in think favor that's like the yeah. number. I've always one been in favor of that. If wait, what would make, you say though? What would the number be? Uh, just 82. October. 82. Keep it in October. The postseason. Eight, Eighty-two. Give them, give them more days off. So yeah, what's 40, like ten? Forty-one home 10 games. games Forty-one less? away games. Like well, uh, October would probably be like uh, what, like a hundred twenty game, hundred thirty games maybe. Thirty. Yeah, one thirty ish oh yeah I, I think maybe 100 games tops uh, oh for the whole season I, I, yeah 100, I, 120 regular you've season. already got a month you've already got a month of spring training i think that those amount of games should be cut in half too okay yeah think about how fun this season was and you know if yeah. you get a game i enjoyed right now, it i'm okay with I, it i'm, seven, I'm enjoying the seven it. well i don't enjoy it anymore i like those I mean, two yankees lost so i don't care eh, Fuck it. i don't know if i agree with the seven inning double headers um obviously this year was different because of everything that went on but i do think less games i think that'll help less spring training for sure i don't like what i don't like is the extra inning guy starts on the second rule i don't know how you no i no that's that. a yeah no i, mean, I think some terrible like rule. travel league yeah like, it's like little like butcher kid 12 year old it's terrible i like the yeah, idea no, I until like i actually it. saw it in practice and i was like wait a minute this is horrible yeah, it's terrible <laughs> i was not a fan of that at all but you know what I, this is a very un-American thing, and I'm I'm gonna suggest it uh, oh. anyway because I think it's I think it's something that would benefit. I think baseball needs a point system where at the end of um, eleven innings, if the game is still tied, call it a draw. Three points. Ties. For, three points for a win. One point for one point for a draw, and then at at the end of the the regular season, you figure out who, um, based on the point system, who makes the playoffs. And the reason that I think that is because there, <laughs> I know you're making noises over there, but at the same time, like if the game goes to 15 innings and one guy gets lucky and hits the ball to the ballpark, were they really the better team? Yes. Or was it just they one won. swing that made the difference? <laughs> that's the beauty of baseball. The, though. Yeah, that's the best thing. Uh, I, I've never been, e- even in a game, in a, like, like a close series. I mean, like the, any, yeah, the, the, any I'm, I'm pointing behind me at tennis, but do you guys remember the Wimbledon match last year of Federer and Djokovic? Oh, it, it was like uh, it was a five. Uh, it was a five setter. It was one of the greatest tennis matches of all time, and unfortunately, right. I didn't get to see the end of it because I had to go do a store visit for work, and it was very disappointing. <laughs> um, but you know, Federer lost to Djokovic, um, and. It was very, you know, disappointing because it was like, was Djokovic really the better player or was he the better player for two points out of a five-set match? But that's the beauty of tennis as well. It's like, who? It's you never, you don't know who's going to win. I guess in that where there's a tournament that you got to have a yeah. winner and a loser, but it's just... They're both it, great talent. In, in terms of, like, regular season, um, God, the difference between losses and, and wins can, you know, sometimes be crucial for teams where if you're, if you're good enough to... Uh, be able to extract a tie out of a game, um, 
That can be the difference between a playoff team and not a playoff team. That's the beauty of sports in general, right? It's like you want underdogs to win sometimes just because of the excitement of the game and just be like, it's just something to talk about the next day. I know the participation with, trophy people are going to come after me, but oh, there doesn't no. always need to be a winner or a loser. I don't like at least not, trophies. at least not in terms of a game of, you know. I threw them all out. Oh, <laughs> I'll, you know, 11, 11, 12 innings where the teams are are totally even. The longer this game goes, the more you turn it basically into uh, a game of chance, where the yeah. winner is not necessarily the better team, but was just the team that actually caught the break that night. Do you guys have any have any other changes that you guys want to uh, bring up? No, because I, mean, I, mean, I mean that was good. That covered, was good. I think we covered as well, much as well, you could about baseball. I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens at the winter meetings this year because I know that they've talked a lot about like robo umpires. Um, there's, I wonder if they will implement the DH um, universally, and I'd be curious to see. Uh, what they do with the doubleheader rules. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Right. Uh, as we head into the, the ALCS, there definitely are some interesting matchups. But uh, that's our take. Um, you learn how to fix Good baseball. Second. Tweet us uh, once we get a Twitter account. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's comment right. <laughs> on, But in the meantime, comment on our YouTube page. Uh, DM us on Instagram. Business on Top. Uh, our Instagram at Business on Top Pod. Let us know how you think you can fix baseball. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good weekend. Stay tuned. Stay safe.